0: This Known Leader podcast is presented to you by your friends at LifeWay Student Ministry. We want to help you lead students to know God, own their faith, and make their faith known. You can find other incredible student ministry resources as well as Fuge camp information at www.lifeway.com forward slash students. another episode of our Known Leader podcast. I'm your host, Rick Prahl. I'm still out in California at Jeunesse Park for Centrifuge. and I've still got Kelly here in the studio with me. Kelly, how are you?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: I'm good. Thanks again for joining me for this topic of purity. You know, we talked last week about why should I be concerned about living pure? And we mentioned that 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 involved a a wide range of areas of our life related to purity. This week, we're going to focus in specifically on that area of sexual purity, um, because I think that's the first thing that comes to our mind when we start talking about purity. And so let's address that. The the question this week is, why should I keep my body sexually pure? And there are a lot of ways that your students could ask that question. You know, uh, the typical one is, why should I wait until I'm married to have sex? And, you know, why should I? And not have sex? And there are a lot of questions related to that. Uh, we're just going to jump right into this one because we've got four life principles. We're going to be in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 12 through 20 for this session. We're just going to walk through those scripture passages and look from a biblical standpoint for leaders, to for you to be able to share with your students that biblical worldview, point of view that That helps us in this area of sexual purity. Why should I keep my body sexually pure? First thing we're going to look at is in verses 12 through 14 of first Corinthians chapter six, that sex outside of marriage is a sin. What do you see there in those verses that helps us get to that, Kelly? Um,
1: Well, I like the way it starts off though. It says that all things are lawful for me, but but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be enslaved by anything. Yes, Having sex before marriage is not against the law. Right. It's lawful, but it's not helpful. It's not something that's going to get you anywhere anytime fast.
0: That's right, yeah. You know, in that, this is a big deal for students um, because, you know, he talks in here about, you know, sexual immorality. From a student's point of view, what do you think students think of when they hear the word sexual immorality?
1: Um, they probably jump straight to homosexuality. They probably think right. of, of big, like major sins. Yeah,
0: and so as long as I'm not, you know, involved in homosexuality, I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, and, or
1: if I'm not. Yeah, they're, they're, there's there's such yeah. a wide array of things they could think. <laughs> well,
0: and really, you know, the, this whole topic of you know sex outside of marriage, you know, that is the biblical standard. You know, God ordained marriage, a husband and a wife, and mm-hmm. sexual relationships inside of that. And, you know, the biblical narrative continues to, to share throughout Scripture that God's plan is for sex inside of marriage and that sex outside of marriage is a sin. And so leaders realize that, you know, as you're talking with students, this could be uncomfortable, that question in your leader guide, guide how would you define sexual immorality? But to begin to get your students thinking about that, because a lot of students, as we look at statistics and surveys, they say that, you know, OK, well, having oral sex isn't like having sex, that right. I'm still not I haven't had sex before marriage we just had oral sex and you know my daughter when she was in high school used to always reply well dad it still says sex it's oral sex it's still sex so sex outside of marriage is a sin and leaders we realize this is a hard point to get across to your students as it's uncomfortable sometimes to talk about but it's really important for them to understand that the other part of this is that that second life principle which i think paul really addresses well in this passage first um, corinthians 6 verses 15 through 17 that if you're involved in sex outside of marriage or sexual immorality that Jesus is involved? What do you see there in those verses to help us understand that?
1: Um, Well, you know, if it's true, wherever we are, jesus is so we don't want to cause jesus to have to be in our sin <laughs> right so i i actually use that principle a lot of times just in my life just period if i'm going to go see a movie or whatever it is you know but when it comes to um sexual impurity that's that's a huge one that would um really be an eye-opener for the teens i think that they don't realize that there's more people involved than just themselves and that if they're actually dragging jesus into it then it it It's kind of painful. (laughs)
0: Why why do you think most students don't stop to consider that though?
1: Maybe because it's not real yet. You know, they don't, they don't see it. And that way people want to justify what they're doing. And people want to think, um, we have a natural tendency to, to try to close our minds to that, to not allow that to penetrate because they'll, they'll fill the conviction.
0: Well, and we think a lot that, you know, I can just, I can be a Christian at church on Sunday or on Wednesday and the rest of the week is, is mine to do with as I want without that, as you mentioned, that realization that man Jesus is with you, He's with you all the time. Mm-hmm. Whatever we're doing, I like what you said. Whatever we're watching, whatever we're listening to, uh, that Jesus is there. One of the things I like to share with students is like, you know, would you be watching that movie? would you be doing that with your girlfriend or boyfriend if Jesus was sitting right, right. there with, with you on that couch? Yes. And they're like, well, no. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, he, he is. is. <laughs> He's, exactly. And to begin to get that understanding. And so, leaders, this is a really good point to uh, to help to reinforce that first life principle. We're also going to go into that that third life principle as we're looking there in 1 Corinthians 6, verse 18, the life principle that sexual sin can mess you up. Um, oh. I love that life principle, the way we worded that uh What do you see there in that verse, Kelly? And what does that mean?
1: Wow. Well, it says uh, to flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but sexual immoral person sins against his own body. That's pretty intense right there when you think, you know, you're really hurting yourself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, and one of the questions, Kelly, in this section of our leader guide is, you know, what could be some of the physical consequences of being sexually active before marriage? Obviously, you know students are going to say, "Well, you get pregnant." Mm-hmm. Um, what else do they need to be aware of?
1: Sexually transmitted infections, STIs. Well, they call them STIs right. now, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, there's a, there's all kinds of physical harm that can that can come from it. You know these.
0: Well, and, and not even just you know the physical consequences, but the emotional. Yes. Um, you know, you know, even if you are having sex and you're not getting pregnant, that you that carries over into a marriage relationship. The Mm -hmm. guilt of you have past relationships when you begin Mm -hmm. to you know, when you're married and you realize that, oh my gosh, you know, that was a sin and Jesus was involved and now I've got to carry this rest of my life, it can be really difficult.
1: Well even before marriage, when the kids are having sex before marriage, there's been multiple times I've had to counsel girls that are just crushed because of the boy that they we're doing it with left them or whatever. And they're just, they're crushed emotionally. And it's just, um, they're not emotionally prepared to handle that. I don't think anybody is emotionally prepared outside of marriage. To, oh, definitely. Yeah. To experience that.
0: Yeah. And leaders, we've provided you a couple of questions in the leader guide to help spur that kind of discussion. Uh, that last one in that section is how can sexually, act, how can being sexually active before marriage also mess you up emotionally and spiritually? I mean, it, it, for students that are Christians and are, are striving to live like Christ and trying to grow and trying to read their Bible and, and, you know, be faithful, becoming sexually active creates a huge spiritual tension, um, in our lives because we realize that, man, I shouldn't be doing that. Jesus is with me. I don't want to do that. And it creates a lot of guilt, a lot of confusion, a lot of hurt. Kelly is, as a leader with students, um, just giving some advice to leaders. What are some of the best ways that we can, can encourage and work with students that are experiencing some of that guilt and and emotional and spiritual hurt?
1: Well, this is um, something that's very recent for me. And we just have to, um, if someone's hurting, you just have to encourage them. You can encourage them that it doesn't, they don't have to stay in that sin that they can move on that, you know, God will forgive them that they need to take it to him and actually repent, you know, ask him for forgiveness and He'll forget. They can start over. It's not too late to start over. Right. You know, you can be a born again virgin. Yeah, that's
0: right. <laughs> well, and, and that is a good point. We talk a lot in our True Love Waits materials about uh, secondary virginity for students that have had, you know, sexual experience and then come to realization that, man, I don't want to live that way anymore. I want to start over. Um, that spiritually, you know, I want to commit from this day forward mm-hmm. to be sexually pure. And, and folks, is a good point, to, a good place to insert. If you look at some of our True Love Waits materials, uh, truelovewaits.com. Um, if you can even go to lifeway.com and search for True Love Weights find a variety of our materials related to sexual purity if you're not aware of those or have been using those that would be a good place to bring that in well Kelly our, our last life principle builds upon these these three why should I keep my body sexually pure because sex outside of marriage is a sin if you're involved in, if you're involved, Jesus is involved sexual sin can mess you up and this last one is because your body is God's home First Corinthians 6 19-20 and it, it's not just that Jesus is with us I mean our bodies are are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Uh, What do you see there? And and why is this important for students to understand?
1: Well, this, uh, we can use this verse for so many things, not just sexual purity, but uh, drugs and alcohol use and all that kind of stuff. But, um, our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit we don't belong to ourselves. We belong to God. So, you know, Jesus bought us at a price. He died for our sins. And so we, we need to honor him with our bodies. We don't just sin against ourselves when we, when we are living in pure, we're not doing it just against ourselves or to our boyfriends or to our, you know, to our parents or whoever it's is. We're actually bringing God into it. So,
0: well, and that phrase in there that, that you are not your own, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? As we're sitting there talking and teaching students, what do we tell them? what does that mean that our body's not our own?
1: Well, we did not create ourselves God, <laughs> God created us as Christians we are we don't belong to ourselves. we surrender ourselves. We ultimately don't have any say over what what we do. I mean with our bodies it's not it's not our choice to make we should be living holy we should be doing we should be living how god wants us to live
0: and that gets into you know that whole thing that he talks about that of glorifying god with your body and so mm-hmm. you know leaders that's going to give you some uh, some ideas to help in that aspect uh, we've included uh, several pieces of information in our Wrap It Up section in your leader guide that reference the the True Love Waits commitment, which is included in the student book, uh, just so you can reference that, as well as a quote by uh, the the Rankin and Ross quote that is mentioned there, which is something we mentioned just a few moments ago about the idea of second virginity or secondary virginity and something to, to talk with your students about. Well, leaders, as we wrap up this session, our question, why should I keep my body sexually pure? We talked about four life principles, that sex outside of marriage is a sin. If you're involved, Jesus is involved. Sexual sin can mess you up, and your body is God's home. And the point this week is to honor God with your body. Uh, again, we realize on the front end and on the back end of this podcast as you're getting ready to lead the session that this may be uncomfortable, uh, but this is a powerful topic that we need to, to really sit down and talk with our students about. And leaders, this may be a good week for you to make a decision to have uh, same-gender classes, to be able to have some real honest discussion about these topics. Um, if your classes are normally mixed, this might be a good week to do something different and, and break them up into guys and girls to be able to have these discussions. Thanks for joining us. For this session, join us again next week. We're going to get into this idea of why should my speech be pure, and uh, that's our topic for next week. So go ahead and join us for that podcast.